0: All of my let's just be friends, uh, friends I don't have anymore. How do you not check on me when things go wrong? Guess I should have tried to keep my family closer, much closer.
1: Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooter's Touch podcast. Hoop Troop, we're making our 3A and 4A picks. We were talking a little bit before we got on. Um, last week we recorded during the Super Bowl. This, this Sunday, just crazy from a sports world. We were talking before we, we came live, but I uh, had a Drake game today, had the Genesis Invitational um, roundout today. We had the Daytona 500. We had an Iowa game. got the All-Star game on right now amongst a, a bunch of basketball games yesterday. Just a busy weekend. Awesome time of the year. Adam, I know that you, um, you went to the men's Drake game today. I went to the women's yesterday, and then you had some youth basketball as well, and so... Busy time of the year. We got three A picks, four A picks. That we got to get to guys because those start tomorrow, and so they'll be already rolling by the time you guys are listening to this. But busy time, Adam. How was how was your weekend here before we jump in with the rest of the guys?
0: Yeah, like you said, a weekend full of hoops. Um, got a got a couple three, yeah, actually three good wins today, or sorry, this weekend with the second graders. So uh, all good there, and hit the Drake game today. Um, they played great, and. Um, know the weather outside it's like it's like state tournament weather and that just gets me excited so uh, we are uh, in full-fledged basketball mode here yeah excited to get things going and
1: yeah let's keep this weather around too and so got the rest of the guys with us we are missing Tom unfortunately I'm a a little nervous about uh, what's going to come with our our uh, northwest Iowa coverage but we'll manage I think uh, going through and um we'll miss you tommy hopefully he's getting better he's on the men, so he can be ready to go for the slate of the games doug chris tony with us tonight and so uh with that uh anything anything before we jump in guys but i guess before i go get too far do you have uh anything that uh is just pressing or that's on on the front of your mind that you want to talk about larson's 50th birthday let's go
2: big five birthday cl big day Hey, you hoop troopers, just make sure you understand. This is no joke, man. This is dedication and loyalty right here, people. <laughs> there, there is a million things you could be doing right
1: now, Larson. And right. You're on here you. right now, recording a podcast, just loving, loving life. where no, I'd rather right be, right here.
3: Dedication.
1: Just the bucket list item here, checking it off, 50th birthday, on a podcast,
2: talking hoops. Uh, nothing better. Great. So happy birthday. That's for sure. Thank you. I did think you did miss the opening weekend of XFL too. Like uh, you know, there's a there, there there's a lot going on. Uh, it's I mean, a it was a smorgasbord. Let's go, Brahmas. Sports options. It was, and that's good. Let's go.
1: I'm I'm forget right? these ratings. I'm I'm, I'm more the merrier. Let's have them all. Let's go. Let's
2: flip through them More all. sports,
1: the better. <laughs> that's right. I agree with you there. I love the
2: TBT in the summer. I love summer league. Get you. Put a sport on there and I'm happy.
1: Exactly. Let's exactly. Go. That's uh that's good. So well, all right, guys. So let's uh let's jump in and take a quick revisit to last week. A lot going on as we talked in our last episode leading up uh with going over the 1A and 2A, still had another week and um, waiting for the, the pairings to come out, which came out on Monday for 3A and 4A states, which we'll get to. And so as soon as those came out. Three A just decided to just mess everything up. I don't know if uh, some of these teams decided, hey, we we did what we needed to do. Let's go ahead and uh, um, pe- mail it in until uh, postseason starts. But we had a crazy week, especially in Three A, with was it Doug help me out? I know you tweeted something out. It was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten all lost. I think I think number four too. Four, oh yeah, four. Four through ten yeah. all lost on the same four. night. Jeez, that's, uh, I would be interested to know if that's ever happened um before anything similar to that anywhere. Because that's pretty wild that that all went down on the same night.
3: But, I think that's. Uh, thinking...
1: What three A is going to be yeah. like? You know,
3: with yeah, exactly. Anybody can beat anybody.
1: Yeah, it, uh, and we're going to get to that. We gotta, we gotta leave plenty of time to to try to walk through three A with you guys because as we've been saying all year uh, on here, that the number keeps growing. I think at one point, I think it was 15 teams quoted. We can be quoted 15 teams in 3A could win this thing. And then I think our last one was 18 teams in 3A could win (laughs) this tournament. And so it's playing out that way. And now we kind of have the roadmap and what's in front of them and us to see uh, what this could look like. Um, But before we get there, we got to talk more of Spotlight of what went on Larson yeah go ahead
2: just one real quick and we're going to talk I know a lot about the tournament one thing and we talked about this a little bit at the end of last show but you know I think there's a big difference between a fair tournament and liking your draw and I think that's one thing everybody should really go into this tournament with it's fair I mean there there is nobody out there that ran the table and just got a terrible draw now there are some teams who has stubbed their toes along the along the way And they didn't love their draw. Like, that's just going to be part of any tournament that you do. But I still say the fun part is, at the end of the day, one, it's huge steps taken in the right direction by the state. And two, you still play it on the court. Like, you know what? If you don't like your draw, be mad, play ornery, and put on a show for us. Absolutely. I I think that is
1: well said, and I totally agree that – It is definitely better than it's been. And so even if you don't like your draw, it's a move in the right direction. You still got to win. You still got to go out there and compete. And so um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I will say, too, to that point, and we talked a little bit about it in our our group chat, but uh, a little interesting because strength of schedule was so heavily weighted, I think, uh, in a lot of eyes. Um how a lot of people's schedules got really tough this week after the pairings came out. <laughs> yeah. I, I found that to be uh to be very interesting uh in, in in plotting your case on where you should be based off your strength of schedule. And oh yeah, two of our best teams we we play this week. That it doesn't matter now. And so that was uh that was fun to fun to see how that all worked out for for several schools and it, it's smart play. I mean, we, we all kudos to them too. I mean, cause you gotta, you gotta have the strength of schedule. Um, it's something I think Sioux city East kind of comes to mind when you're looking at strength of schedule and I mean, 19 and two, but you know, where you at? Who'd you play type of situation? So it's a balance. You gotta go out, you gotta win the games that are in front of you and you gotta maybe find a way to play a few people along the way and see where you're at. So, well, let's jump into our spotlights. Um, Tony, I'm going to start with you. Uh, just because uh, you haven't got your voice on the pod here yet, I want to hear from you. Um, what did you see? And you weren't with us last week, so we got to catch all you all the way up. But uh, what did you see last week? What was your spotlight? Some things that jumped out to you.
4: Yeah, we went down to uh, New London on Monday night. Um, they played Danville in their district quarterfinal. Uh, they've developed a really good rivalry down there and- Southeast Iowa, uh, new London just kind of blew the doors off Danville in a hurry though. Uh, won by almost 30, um, blazed Porter's last home game. And he saved probably one of his best games at new London for, for last and 29, seven or 14 rebounds and seven assists it was just completely dominant throughout. Uh, Cade Benjamin had 12 points and 10 blocks. Um, and I, New New London is kind of a team that's, it's been lurking and probably underachieved a little bit this year but they're they're hitting their stride now um, went to Waco on Friday night then and and upset Waco who was the number one seed in that district um, so New London is into the district final against Winfield Mount Union on Tuesday night uh, and probably have to feel pretty good about their chances to come out of that one with the win too.
1: That is awesome that's something too I, I know we mentioned them last week but we didn't know a ton about them we were definitely leaning on on prep hoops Iowa for you guys to go get some more of that breakdown from Tony um, on on some of those districts, but that's just, that's big. I know Doug, you've brought up New London a couple times on the pod as as someone to keep an eye on. So they uh, they're showing out now.
3: I had a couple of those guys, Blaze and both Cade played in uh, top sixty four when they were freshmen, I believe. So I kind of knew about them and and I followed them. So um, Cade is actually going to Oklahoma State to high jump I believe um and I don't know Tony you might know where Blaze is going I think he's getting some D2 looks I think he's having
2: some technical difficulties there yeah yeah I think so too no that's good
1: we'll get that we'll figure we'll have to figure out where where Blaze is at but uh Chris what did you see
2: this past week um I got around quite a bit this week um I told you I spent the Monday at um Nottaway Valley they played I-35 and I had a a buddy who coaches with I-35 and uh it was, you know, competitive for a while, but then not not way. Valley snuck away. They had a nice nice backcourt, and then Thursday they came out and get, put a real scare into um, the top, or the higher seed uh, Van Meter, and only lost by three in that game. So uh, that was fun to watch and just get some eyes on, uh, you know, a little bit of the two way field and and what to expect. Um, so I was pretty impressed with them. And then Tuesday I had Norwalk and and uh, ADM. Uh, and I was on the radio, and that was just a wonderful game, and uh, you know, it was funny, because we were kind of chatting in our group text, and people are like, boy, what's what's going on, is Norwalk, you know, struggling, ADM just played a great game, you know, and I think that's one thing we all need to still understand, and it's one of my favorite quotes, I don't remember who said it, I've said it a ton since I heard it, it's not how good you are, it's how good you play, and I think people need to understand that in basketball right now. And um, I, I, the ADM played great. You know, Coach Pelzer got done with the game. He's like, oh. And I said, hey, that was a good win. Like, they they should have beat you tonight. They executed well. They shot it well. They had um, Adam Bright's a really nice little play, a really good shooter for them. And then they have uh, the Stein Smith and uh, uh, Benatendi, ben I think, is his name. He's going to Iowa State for football. And uh, they just executed everything. It's going to be really interesting in that sub state. I mean, I know ADM's record's not great, but I think they have a real chance to make a run all the way through um, and sneak into, into the state tournament. But even on top of that, I also you know checked out on online. You know, um, Bondurant kind of took it to to Newton. And that was a good win. I think the raccoon river, we have got to really give them their props. And then the kind of the final one, and Adam, I might be stepping on your toes here, but North Polk got a really nice win against DCG as well this week. So if you just take the all of those raccoon river teams, um, they really showed me something last week on the court. You know, they 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 played really good basketball and uh looks like those teams are tournament ready. Because you know, Norwalk, say what you want, but then they went to Dowling on Friday and beat Dowling. Yeah. Much easier than they, time than they had with ADM. So
1: Trevor, head coach on ADM is a buddy of mine and a listener. So I know he's uh-huh. going to be anxious and excited to hear your breakdown and um, praise of the, what they're doing. And, t- and to your point, too, I know I've especially early on was um, following them pretty closely and seeing when they were at a lot of close losses, like a lot of two, three yeah. point losses for them um and so to your note about you know record they've they're they're there it's just been you know a few growing pains and figuring out how to close things out and so if they're able to put a string
2: together you know it'll be interesting to they're, see where they where they come out not just because he's your friend but i was so impressed with the way they were coached to really grinding in the way on on defense and kind of they share the ball really well on offense i uh Brevin Dahl is also a really nice base so they have two division one football players are really athletic and then just a, a couple of really skilled basketball players so i i was super impressed with the way they played and maybe they're just clicking at the right time too well it'll be interesting we'll talk about it too when we get
1: there but uh trevor's mm-hmm. a, webster, a webster city kid so if they can get out of the oh, first really? round and get an opportunity I didn't to did that yeah go yeah. to webster city that'll be um that'll be cool to um to see kind of where they where they end up at and so cool yeah. that was uh that's a good one Doug, what did uh, you see this week that you like, that uh, you're anxious about, or that jumped out to you? Yeah, I was all over the board,
3: actually. First of all, Monday. Can we get, we have to figure this out, association. Hitting this refresh button like 500 times Monday afternoon. That's not going to work anymore. We got to figure out a time, some live feed, something. Brian, why don't you work on that for next
1: yeah. year? Okay.
3: Let's go. But that was that was pretty cool, just seeing all the brackets come out. Um, and I know just talking to, to Derek Schulte um, the other day, just trying to guess where he would be. Um, he, I mean, they're going to play Waverly. He had no idea. He thought that was the last place they would go. So it's just been kind of fun just to dissect all the brackets and kind of where they sent everybody. I, I, I think they did a great job as far as that. And to your point, Chris, it's
2: it's not what you say, not fair, but equal. Or how how'd you put that? Well, I said it, it, it's fair doesn't mean that you have to like your draw, though. Right, right. It can, and it can be fair and you still don't like your draw, though. Right. And talking
3: to a couple other coaches, they didn't like kind of, they were put in with a couple conference teams. And, you right. know, and I kind of get that, but it's, it's kind of win your games. Like you said, win your games and you wanted to worry about that. But um, so no, I just thought that was cool. And then I went up Tuesday, I went up to Bond or, or no, where'd I go? Newton. Um, they played Bondurant Mm -hmm. and I was really curious to see how Newton would respond. And I, I just can't get my thumb on Newton yet to see where they're at, but um, Bondurant kind of, they took it to them. It was, it was a kind of a slow down game. Newton kind of plays that slow down, drag it out game. Um, The thing I like about Bondurant is they don't care who scores. And if they keep playing like that, if they, the Collison kid can pretty much score whenever he wants. Um, they kind of put him in the low post. But the other kids, it, they play a five out, and they just drive and kick, drive and kick. And just watching them on Tuesday, I probably like them more now because of that factor. And they, they play defense, and they're long, and they're tough. But offensively, they just they, they have a bunch of guys that can score. So then I went over to Pella Christian. They played Cardinal. Um, their first-round game, they blew out Cardinal. Um, and then the Pell girls played last night, they played Winterset. So they'll, uh, they will take on Glenwood in a, um, the finals on Tuesday to go to state. So that's pretty cool for the, for the lady Dutch.
1: Busy week for you jumping all over the place. seeing Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of games, uh, that's for sure. Going all the way back to your initial point on the release of the sub states. Would it be too much to ask to have them just set a time? even to be like hey you know can we put a deadline on this can we say 3 30 like or is it or is that part of the fun of being like hidden refresh like not knowing when it's coming like just checking starting at noon and checking every half hour i mean what's the what's the thought on that i mean would it be too much to ask me like hey 4 p.m is when it's going to be released
3: well and i think when they released the 1a and 2a that was at, at different times somebody sent me a text or a tweet that said this is when they came out and 3a 4a was totally different time so it's like okay they, I just wonder what their, what the deal is there that just cause they want the power or what?
1: So that's when it got done, you know,
2: just, well, if they were done,
3: you guys had a meeting on Saturday morning. They had the rankings done.
2: So it's like, okay, that's done. Yeah. Like, but they're yeah. still figuring out their substates. And the only thing I will say, I think with bound and stuff, it, there is some administrative stuff just to entering all those things, which I'm fine with, but like, why not just say, Hey, Monday night, we're going to have a show.
3: There you go. Lars Lars always sticking yeah, out. Look at you.
1: Now that you're you
2: know, on this no, I'm a company a big, guy big now. Big timer. You're big I'm a, I'm an I'm, I'm a company guy. What can I say?
1: What the okay. <laughs> get I look at it like, what if, you know, we just, what if we just released our podcast whenever? Oh wait, we kind of do. We you just, but you know, it's on
2: Tuesday, sometime <laughs> on Tuesday, it'll be out there. Oh. Because because our listeners are just as upset waiting. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, are,
1: like, are, right? Right?
2: are you going to drop this plot or what?
1: Yeah, when is this yeah. coming out? And this, and this yeah. is a perfect time. This is a perfect time to drop. If if you don't subscribe, because guess what? When you subscribe, you get the notification from Apple Podcast. So go ahead. And subscribe, and then you don't have to wonder if I drop it at eight or nine or ten or what time it actually comes out in the morning because you'll get the notification from Apple Podcast and you can jump on and listen to the Hoop troop So, you are you know, a professional,
3: Brad. He's right? a professional.
1: There you go. So, um, Doug, one other thing though, before I move off of yeah leading into postseason, how's the officiating been? What have you seen? Has it been uh, something that uh, we're getting all tuned up, just like the teams ready to go into postseason play? Brian, you're gonna get me in trouble here. You're gonna get me in trouble. You know, and
3: and I don't be, I don't like to be one to complain about the officials, but I think we need to, and I'm saying we as an as an official, we need to get out of our way. And and what I mean by that is it's not our show. Yes, it's an honor to do postseason games. I get that, but you have to let the games take care of themselves. And the the games I went to, I went to three of them this week. And it seemed like, and I'm not going to name any names, the officials were kind of taking control of the game too much instead of letting the flow of the game happen. And I think when it comes to tournament time, officials you usually do get the better officials, but they, and I was in the same position, you feel like you need to be a part of the game to a point. And I think we need to take a step back as officials, take a step back and just let the game happen. Um, So I was actually a lot frustrated watching games this week, just just knowing that we can do a lot better job at that.
1: Good. Well, then that's something to to. continue to keep an eye on as we push through and like you said as as things weed out so do some of those and you start getting put placed in games for a reason and uh usually you get down to the state tournament that shows and shines as well and so we're hoping hoping for a lot more of the same here as we move through the rest of february and into the very early part of march but adam what about you what did you you see this week that kind of jumped out as a, a spotlight for you
0: um, yeah, just going back to Coach Larson, uh, you did step on my toes. Um, the North Pole Comets uh, got a big win in Grimes uh, here last last week. Now, um, you know, get some momentum. They've had a, a rough rough for maybe maybe last two or three weeks. Um, yeah. Get some um, you know confidence um, and momentum here before you know they start playoffs tomorrow night. Um, another thing, as <clears throat> excuse me, as well um, in two A, uh, we had Union upsetting Grundy Center in that sub state, which, um, you know, watch grunting center play a couple times against, uh, AP. And then I think Jessup maybe one time this year too, they got a, a really good team. Um, so that was a, that was a huge upset and something that I, uh, you know, actually noticed and, you know, makes that honestly, you know, they had a rolling story, um, as a number one seed in that sub state, which you, um, actually have them winning, um, have them winning state in, um, in, in that conference, uh, or excuse me in that class. However, makes that a little easier for them of real story to get the state there too so yeah a couple things and you know as I as I kind of mentioned just an exciting time uh in basketball watching uh watching all these things play out and stuff like too so yeah
1: it uh it has been good it's been fun to see a few of these upsets already especially you know as we mentioned going through last week and cruising through some of them acting like we know when we you know you just never know you got to go out and play Play them on the court and see what happens. And so, my spotlight for this past week is I'm going to go ahead and actually spotlight the uh, Class 3A girls teams who have qualified for the state. And so we have the um, full field is set, all eight teams for Class 3A on the girls side. And so, Esquivel um, Lincoln Central, Vinton Shellsburg, Benton Community, Des Moines Christian, Solon, Wallard Catholic. West Marshall and Sioux Center um, are your eight teams that qualified in Class 3A for the girls. And so congrats to each one of those programs on obviously a wonderful season. And uh, good luck as you move to the well on Monday, I believe is when Monday night the Class 3A games will be um and so that was congrats to those teams it's pretty awesome to see um most of those i think looking through i think there was a couple surprises but uh held pretty true to form as we've talked about on the pod too the girls union has been doing a nice job of making sure that you know they're better teams that make it to state and make their state tournament a lot of fun and so expecting a lot more of the same all right, with that, uh, Tony, I'm going to come back to your way, uh, Monaco Minute. Is there somebody that you found that we need to take a little bit closer look at here in the maybe in the postseason uh, moving forward that uh, might be flying under the radar? I'm
4: going to go up to Wapsie Valley, uh, where Mason Harder is kind of having a historically good season uh, for the Warriors. Six-five uh, big man is averaging twenty-one and eighteen with three blocks a game. Um, he's currently got a 405 rebounds on the season and they're favored to beat Central City in their district final. And I'm not going to call the upset against Northland in the sub-state final, but he's the he's the type of, of big physical kid who could give a smaller Lynx team some problems there in the sub-state final. So Mason Harder, who will probably end up being, um, this season will probably end up being a top 10 all-time single season rebounding mr harder they're up in Wapsi valley
1: love to see that um so it's that time guys 3a this is the moment that uh, everyone's been waiting for is for us to go through 3a and again try to guess and educate a selection makes predictions on who we think is going to come out of each of these substates and uh I'm going to have to pull this up as we go along, so you might have to bear with me a little bit, as we're going to have to definitely take a look, but um, as most of you did, you listened last week, because you guys listen every week, because you guys, our listeners are the best, and so you know how we're going to do this, but we're going to roll through each of these substates and talk a little bit surprises, or if we have some difference in opinion, we'll go all over them. If we think things are going to stay true to form, yeah, we might breeze through it a little bit quick, but uh, let's take a look at Class 3a district One. Ooh, this is the one we were talking about earlier uh with the top seed uh, webster city in that one what do you think guys i mean we kind of alluded to it and go ahead and, and chime in here wherever we don't have tom on the pod to, to draw his alliance to the crusaders but um what do we think webster city have an opportunity to go ahead and and run the table and get through this one or uh who are you guys picking to come out of
2: 3A1? Well, I'll start here. I'm just going to tell you, there are six teams that I will not be shocked. Not, I, not that I expect, but I wouldn't be shocked if any of those six happened to make it. That being said, I would give the the kind of the go-ahead to Heal and Still. I think they'll probably match up with Sergeant Bluff. But again, I'm not saying that Carroll couldn't get Sergeant Bluff. I personally think ADM is going to get both Denison and Webster city, and it's going to be that ADM team that I was so impressed with and seems to be peaking. They're coming off a trip to the dome in football challenging. I think healing, but ultimately I got healing. but I've, I've I, got I'm telling the, you, I think,
4: I've think. i got the same thing here. Um, it's, it's kind of a weird sub state where Webster city is your number one seed, but if you look at BC Moore, they're actually the fifth highest ranked team in the, in the group, which is a little unusual, um, I agree with Chris though that ADM gets Webster City there in the semifinals and then eventually loses to to Helan in the sub state final. I think that that championship game will be a tight one, but Matt and all will be the best player on the floor, and I'm gotta gotta go with the best player in what I expect to be a tight game there.
3: Because Tom, can I, can I? I know, I'll go. I'll, let me go first.
4: Yeah, because go I know
3: ahead. Tom is going to take Heelan, so I am not going to take Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the warriors as sergeant bluff and an upset he yeah. actually beat him by 20 um probably just a couple weeks ago but uh i'll take the warriors let's go
1: and then they'll upset webster city by they'll beat him by 18 whoa so you got you got sergeant bluff going off coming out of this one huh okay let's go all right he does a great
2: job coaching him. No, I just wanted to say, I think, and, and and I won't say this with each sub-state, but I think this one really clearly defines what we were talking about earlier with strength of schedule and how fair isn't always mean just the same. Now, Webster City, when they were running the table and their only two losses were to the, was to the second-ranked team in Clear Lake and they were beating everybody else. But I will tell you, I think, personally, they had to run the table, right, with their schedule. So, whereas some of these other teams that are playing tougher schedules, maybe they're in tougher conferences, they have a little more wiggle room, right? And they can lose four or five games and not have the same um, consequence as losing. And obviously Webster City lost to Algona, who I'm not saying Algona, I know has a solid team, but when your strength of schedule is lower, you really have to run the the table. And I know Tony does rankings all the time, so he'd probably, probably agree with that, but I just think... Everyone, you know, one of the things we said from the beginning of this year, we want to give you a little bit of eyes. I think that's true. So, you know, if you're a Webster City fan and you're like, holy cow, we lose one game. And they, why don't they do that to Newton? Well, because if just go to B.C. more if you want to know. And it's not that that's the only thing we use or or a person can use. But I think it's pretty obvious when you go to that. So just I don't know. I think that's fun for listeners to hopefully, you know, understand that and be uh, transparent about it. Yeah, that's one
1: I wanted to keep an eye on because like you said, the timing of everything too makes a big difference because, you know, Webster City, you know, losing to Clear Lake was a big one, but then going and getting beat by 15 at home to Algona, you know, Algona's a good team, but 15 at home, that's going in the opposite direction of what you want. And like you said, ADM yeah. kind of starting to go the other way. And so that's going to be a tough matchup. You know, that is the home court advantage. We'll play a, a, an advantage in that one if it gets to that, but, uh, This will be a fun one um, to keep an eye on as we move through one. Also, a
2: little tricky. Denison sitting there at fourteen and five as a five seed in this. Yeah. But at the same time, they went to ADM and lost by twenty-eight just a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah. So
1: it'll be fun. Substate one. Let's move to two then, and we'll see the top seed in this one. This is where Tom would come in very handy as we look at <laughs> substate state Um, moving through. Got, uh, got the Algona Bulldogs sitting down there. You got Spencer in the first round as well. Humboldt's in this one, too. So I got a couple of my NCC schools there. Um, but what do you guys think on this one? You think uh, MOC's seeds going to go ahead and, and run through this one or we, we got
2: a few to keep an eye on? I, got nothing yeah, I, I can just <laughs> well and I think in talking to Tom one thing I know Tom talked about recently I can't remember if it was just us chat but he, he did say Sioux Center is capable he you know I think up there they he's like they have a lot of respect going on up there so I know that he would he would say that MOC I think I would say is the clear favorite in this one Um, obviously the winner of Humboldt and Algona, I think that's probably going to be the second round game. There are some wonderful games coming up this Thursday night. I am telling you, like, if you're a fan of those community, enjoy that night because uh, there's going to be some really good basketball being played.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see too. Like you said, I don't know specifically um, what the point differential was for the Algona versus Humboldt in those two matchups, but I know it was close and I know with both, with all Humboldt, Clear Lake, and Webster City, I've had had them all on the ropes, um, and then given nah. given them given most of them back. And so, they're more than capable. Obviously, it's hard to beat a team three times, um, but you got to get out of that first round too, and then yeah, see what happens up top. Tony, anything to add with this one that you that you got that might keep an eye on?
4: Uh, I like Humboldt here. I think the the experience that they got from getting to state last year will be. Will be a big difference maker here. You know, a lot of those kids were on that that state tournament team last year, um, and I I just hope that we get a sub state final of MOC and Humboldt because those are the top two scoring teams in 3A. So defense optional in that one if we if we do get that get to that one. We talk about that ex-
1: we talk about that experience a lot too. Once you get down to the well on how how vital that is to be able to. Um, make a run if you've been there and so that's a that's a good note there all right let's uh let's move to substate three this one's a lot of fun um doesn't look like clear lake got necessarily the uh, the uh, gentleman's handshake on the state tournament run they're gonna have to earn this one um as you go through and take a look uh most notably probably north polk and in winter set coming out of that bottom uh, but these we got some we got some programs in this sub state. What do you guys think? I'm I'm just going to shoot it to you, Larson. You're starting everything off
2: for us. What do you like? Uh, what do you like in three here? Like we we just keep hitting around every inning, so I keep leading off. So that's good. Um, I love this sub state. I, I I'm going to keep saying this over and over again. We need to, and this is going to be at the end. I'm going to reiterate it. We need to appreciate the whole tournament. There is going to be good basketball playing be, being played this week next week and at the state tournament so don't think the state tournament is where you know if you're from your community get out and support because i'm i'm telling you these these thursday games i think it's probably going to be clear lake and ballard and north polk and winterset i feel fairly strongly on that and those are going to be great basketball matchups i'm still going to give the edge to clear lake in that one Oh, I am telling you, I don't want to pick between North Polk and, and Winterset. I think those are two of the I, I could see Clear Lake, Winterset, or North Polk all being playing in the state title game. That's how how much respect I have for all three of those teams. I think these are three teams that can make a run. And, and let's be honest, Coach Schertz up at, at Ballard. All he does is win at the tournament time. And he has a young team, which they could probably make a run too. If I had to if I had to make a pick right now, I'd go with Winterset. And I know I, I now I want to let Adam rebute and and Clear Lake obviously hasn't lost anybody. So I it's a very weak argument, but that's that's what I would go
0: with. Previous to the 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 brackets being released, I I said that the only team I would not want to see in 3A would be Winterset. Um they played um they actually I think North Polk played them to overtime here um, in Almond and then went down to Set and I believe they lost in a, in another close game. Um, but they're, they're playing great. And that, that zone is always tough that they play um, always tough to score on that, especially if you're not shooting the ball well, but you know, you're right about, you're right about this coach Larson, that, um, that I mean, Ballard and coach shirts, they, all they do is win around this time, so they're another team that could that could make some noise. Um, haven't necessarily watched Clear Lake a lot, but obviously their record twenty-one, you know, says something. Um, however, I th- I think this is just a, a good good bracket here that is gonna like you said, coach, some that is gonna provide some great basketball as well.
1: Adam, you're just are you just turning the page on these Nevada Cubs or what's the deal? T Struck, you know, our guy <laughs> over there. <laughs>
0: would never turn the page on T-Struck um you know they they have a good little squad too that you know I as i mentioned have not watched clear lake a lot um have not watched nevada a lot admittedly but um yeah just 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 looking down this i think you know state dell and i mean obviously the Boone um would be the only two teams out of these 8 teams that i can you know really say that hey i just don't think that they have you know what it takes but uh man just some some good basketball in this bracket Man, that Can uh, I tell you yeah. Boone's
2: actually been playing pretty decent. Their coach, Rusty Hicks does a really good job, and he has them playing disciplined that they could pull off an upset too this
1: one. I'll tell you what. And looking at that Nevada Ballard game, if nothing else with those two coaches, the those two coaches in the pregame conversation, or the post game would be uh need to get mic'd out those two that would be <laughs> that would be fun that's for sure uh tony anything to add in this one what do you what do you see you see clear lake coming out of this one or what to keep an eye on
4: yeah i've i've got clear lake um playing against Winter Set in the. Substate final here. Um, that would be a really fun point guard matchup. Um, Dinkla mm-hmm. and Trayvon Laboya. Um, so, hope that that materializes. But I've got Clear Lake coming out of here.
3: I got Clear Lake. Although I'm, I'm kind of with Larson. I can see Winterset coming out. North Pole coming out of this. I I, I just this is one of those brackets too where it's kind of a pick 'em. But uh, I know in talking to uh, Coach Henry at Winterset, he's scared of Boone too. I mean Boone is boone is boone but they just play their butt off and um so that'll be an interesting matchup for them so I, honestly i don't if if any of these teams win or would it be an upset i mean maybe maybe hampton dumont against clear lake but any of the other ones well maybe say too i guess but if boone went beats so i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised at all
2: yeah if uh and let's make sure we give give Clear Lake their their due 20 and one and they their league is really it's strong this year. It's a strong league. I don't think it's quite as good as the Raccoon River. But let's let let's give them some credit there too. They they are the favorite in this one. Um, it's a good good division. But when you go 20 and one, they've they earned the right to you know that right now them and and Bondurant are a little step ahead of everyone. But I just it's more we've talked about you know, winter set for a while now that no one would want them in their bracket. Again, it's not that it's unfair. It's just kind of a tough draw.
1: Yeah. Well, and a little bit tougher to prepare for too, just with that style. But to the point we made in the last one, uh, clear Lake uh, going and beating Humboldt and Webster city in the same week handily um, they're playing well. So it's definitely, I mean, it's one thing, one thing to be 21. It's another thing to also be playing really good basketball at the end of the year. So yeah, definitely. Yep, definitely look yep. out for the Lions. Doug?
3: I'm curious about this and, Larson, what you would say. Who would you rather face? And this is maybe getting off the topic a little bit. Somebody that plays strictly zone or somebody that plays strictly man. I mean, if if you had to face one of them.
2: Oh, absolutely, man. Really? Like in the tournament. I think that's why Syracuse has such an advantage when we played uh winter set back when we had a really good team, we were quite a bit better, but it was when darling and, um, Oh, the other guard, um, yeah, it, when they were young, but still we came out and, and just, it's hard to get a rhythm against that and shooting is harder in those big games. And so really it becomes that you got to knock down shots and that gets, that gets tricky. So, Whereas we're pretty comfortable in our man-to-man stuff. Now, it depends, right? They play a really good zone. So it's not just zone versus man. But a good zone against a good man, I'd still rather play against a man.
3: So why don't more teams do it?
2: It's hard to do. It's hard to rebound.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's,
3: it's, you know, if you would rather play against a
2: man, why don't more teams play zone and just pack it in? Do you want my cynical side? And this is going to make Coach Henry mad. Because then sometimes you can have teams that maybe shouldn't beat you. And that's how they end up with a couple extra losses throughout the season. Because if it's a team that's better than you, I think it gives you a better chance. But it it also, if you play that all the time, sometimes teams that are worse than you can chuck in some threes and give you problems. Just
3: run a high-low. I I just think running against – offense against zone is so easy to me. And now I'm just a –
1: you're a your shooter but though you're a shooter if you can it's shoot just, it, you, it's different
3: you put a guy at the high post who's about six four have him catching face put somebody at the low block you got a guy on the wing and it's Ooh. it's beat as long as you get to that high post ball game i, I just i just think and going being back zones, to what i said
2: a good zone versus a good man so. <laughs> all right and moving on and if you have Doug asked me yeah. these questions and he doesn't like my answers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ask a college coach what uh, offense he has against the zone, and he says, "I don't. I just recruit him." So you got to go out and yeah, get some that's right. That's right. And doesn't matter. Shoot him, Shoot your way out of it. So, all right, let's uh, let's move to substate four. Tony, I'm going to start with you because this is over your neck of the woods. So Marion's the top seed in four. <laughs> Um, what do we see that's interesting that might, uh, might have some opportunities to shake things up in four?
4: really interesting substate um, Marion probably has to feel pretty good about the draw that they got for the first couple rounds here. Um, I don't think Decora has the, has the guns to hang with them for, for 32 minutes. Uh, but the bottom of the bracket is, is tricky. Uh, Mount Vernon has, has kind of proven over the last few weeks that they can beat just about anybody in three a um, have wins over Marion, Xavier, Waverly. Um, they're, they're just a really disciplined team. That's not going to beat themselves. You know, they hardly ever turn it over. They play really good defense. Um, and they've got a couple kids who can really shoot it. Um, so I, I would imagine that Marion didn't really want to see Mount Vernon in their sub state. Um, that said, I'm still going to take, take Marion to to win the rubber match here in the, in the sub state final. Um, Brayson Lobby is the the best player in the sub state, and I think he kind of carries the wolves through here.
1: Doug, you've been on uh, a little bit, kind of one foot in, one foot out on the on the Marion bandwagon. Where where are we stand now? Are you going going wolves through this one? I got my wolves in the
3: championship
1: 3A championship game. What are you talking about? Oh. Let's go wolves! Wow! All right, you heard it here. There you go. Uh, we're, we're going
3: all the way here.
1: No, no problem
2: through this one. Um, Larson, anything to add on four? No, I just, um, I, I, I hear where you're coming from, Tony, on their side of it. Um, I think they're probably also happy that those MBC uh, schools all got lumped and there's not one of those teams in there. That was kind of one thing I thought was a little bit sneaky right there, that that maybe one of those teams would have really been interesting in this sub-state. Whether it be West Western Dubuque or or Waller, yeah,
3: Overlook, so, overlooking Charles City. That said, sure.
2: I like Marion with the group of teams that they have here. <laughs> At the end
3: of
1: the day, but, yeah.
3: Say, are we overlooking Charles City? I mean, they're fifteen and five.
1: They're athletic yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be. You definitely don't sleep on the comments. That's for sure. They'd keep an eye on them too, see what happens, but. Um, let's, let's head over to five and Tony, I'm going to start with you again, cause we're staying over on your side of the state and five Xavier's the top seed in this one. Um, but this gets interesting down at the bottom with a couple of Catholic schools. And so what do you,
4: what do you see, uh, that jumps out in five? All right. So this sub state is probably the one that people on this side of the state had the biggest issue with, because we've got five schools who play in four a leagues, all bunched together. Um, I've heard some people complain to me directly, but my response has been the MVC's down, the Mac's down, and none of you guys really took advantage of that. So I, like, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's just going to be a battle to see who comes out of here. Xavier, I think, is the best team um, top to bottom. Wallert, they're big, they're athletic, they're inconsistent. Uh, Makokoda can really shoot it. Western Dubuque is tough. It's it's just gonna be it's gonna be a grind for whoever comes out of here. I think Xavier's top end talent is probably what carries them through here. But there, you could make a good argument for any one of the top five seeds here to come out.
1: Yeah, this is interesting to take a look at that because yeah, like you said, I mean we have some storied programs down there with Wallard and Assumption and the bottom. And so, so did I miss it? Did you still have Xavier coming out of this?
4: Yeah, I've got Xavier beating Wallert uh, to get to state. Good, Larson, what do you got? Anything else to, to add?
1: Or no, to emphasize I agree. On this?
2: That's kind of what I was telling. I, I thought maybe one of those teams might go in that other sub-state. And, and God, I, I think geographically that still would have made sense. Tony, you might know better. But I think geographically you probably could have put Wallert and mixed it up just a little bit. But at the same time, it's no different than what we talked about with Webster City, you know, Winterset. There's just, I, I, I do agree a little bit with Tony, and I know no one likes to hear that, right? But let's take Western Dubuque, who I know they've played a really tough schedule. And I've been there on given years where I've won I've that. But when you're 9 and 12, you're 9 and 12 too. And don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't mean to, to in, insinuate that they're not a good basketball team, but they've lost 12 games, period. And like I still think winning games has to matter against yeah, any competition, you know? Yeah. I mean that being the... said, I'm taking Western Dubuque. No, I <laughs> <you> just <laughs> <laughs> I think they could. I think they could. I, I'm gonna take Wallert though, personally. I just I I kinda kept an eye on them a little bit. And I, I just feel like it might be their their time to sneak back down to the state tournament.
1: Oh, that's good. I like that. It it is definitely a balance between again as we talked about having that strength of schedule but then also going and winning games or winning all the games that you're supposed to it's like it's one thing if you lose five games or you know you lose six games and take care of business in the other ones but uh uh, it's got to be a little (laughs) bit of balance you can't just you know hang your hat on the fact that you play in one league and then um not go out and win games and so that one will be fun that one will be a lot of fun it'll be I'll be anxious to hear Tony as far as how things go for for you guys on that side of the state and um what the fan and parent perspective is too as things start to shake out in five and so let's move to six six is the one that uh features Doug's Newton Cardinals um up there at uh at number one and so what, what do you think Doug Cardinals gonna Going to come out of this one in six as the, the favorite and run through the sub-state or what?
3: Ah, man. Like I said earlier, I I just can't put my thumb on Newton. They have some good players. I, I just – each time I watch them play, I'm just not super excited how they, they play. It's a lot of slowdown, ball screen uh, action. They'll they'll beat Oski. The next game, Washington and kind of interesting. I think Fairfield probably gets out of that. Um, and that game actually might give Newton trouble, but they should advance. Um, and then bottom of the bracket, you got Mount Pleasant. Um, and they'll probably play Solon. I don't know anything about Solon, if they're any good or not, but I think Mount Pleasant Newton is probably your championship game there. I'm going to go Nick, with keep it Mount on. Pleasant. I'm going to go with Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant coming out of uh, that subset, huh? Okay. I, like I said, it, they have a good players, but... I just, I'm going to go with Mount Pleasant in that bracket. I'm not, I'm going to make some uh, Cardinal fans very unhappy, I'm sure, but that's all right.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, it's not that I disagree. I hear where you're coming from. I, I will tell you, uh, Mount Pleasant also last week, Doug, though, this is, this is what makes 3A really unique. Sometimes I agree. You feel like none of your teams in your area are like just knocking your socks off. But once you start digging into some other teams, they're equally and I, uninspiring is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? They, they came out and they lost to Fairfield and Pella last week, a Pella team that Newton's beat twice. I keep an eye on Solon, too. It looks like they're playing pretty good basketball, and they've got some good wins down the stretch. So I got Solon with Newton and Newton making the state tournament. Uh-huh. Little, little Hawkeye, strong right there. Well, <laughs> little yep. Hawkeye, strong. Uh, if, if you look at Newton's losses this year, they haven't lost to a team that wasn't an elite team, like a four A team or Bondurant. That's their all yeah, their six yeah, losses.
3: You Jude could Norwalk,
2: say that, same. In Chris.
3: You you could say that same thing. I'm sure about Western Dubuque. You could say the same thing about Pella. Okay, okay. Pella but Jones, Newton's 14 Indiana and Ola. six. They beat Pella twice. They beat right, DCG twice. It's the same thing, though. I, I disagree. You're They're fourteen it's like, and six. They,
2: yeah, if they so, were nine and twelve, you know, who'd they beat? I, I I would give that to you.
3: Who have they beaten? Pella twice. DCG That's
2: twice.
3: DCG like twice. twice. Fourteen. Pella, Pella Christian, twice.
2: Christian twice. They were down by DCG twenty. On like DCG on BC Moore is like fourteen and four A. DCG on 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 BC Moore is fourteen and four A. DCG beat Johnston this year. DCG is under 500. Come on. No, they're not. You're wrong on that. Just saying, so though. Know. Rankin, I got your back because you are not under 500. DCG yeah, is 12 and 9. Okay, <laughs> 12 same, and nine. Record
3: Pella, then. same record as Same record as Pelican. They did beat Johnston. I'm just saying, Newton is, is a nice team. They're a strong team. They lost both times to Norwalk, both times to Indianola. Yes, they beat Pella twice. That's their Super Bowl. Beat Pella Christian twice. They should not have beaten Pella. They did beat them, but they were down 20 in the third quarter. But they did. They, they beat them. They did. I'll give them that. So we'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. I am I'm just I hope they step up for the Little Hawkeye. I, I do.
1: Um, but we'll see. Tony, what can you tell us about Solon? <laughs> he's
4: playing really good ball Come on, the on. stretch. They're playing really they well. Good wins against Mount Vernon and Williamsburg here in the last few weeks. Um, they've got a, a 6-3, 6-4 wing scorer named Jake Benzing. Uh, averages like 18 a game and shoots it really well from deep. Um, and Solon's always just – they're deep, they're athletic, they're physical. They're going to they're gonna play really good defense. Um, I've got them playing Newton in the sub-state final and then losing kind of a, a low-scoring grinder in the sub-state final there.
2: Ooh. All right. Well, so you're not going to yell at Tony, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Only you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yelling. Am I we'll yelling? Back to Thursday night. It, assuming they both get by, Mount Pleasant and Solon should be one of those, another great match of two 15 and five teams on Thursday night. Like communities get out. Those are going to be awesome games on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Thursday games is going to be a good slate. Like it almost mm-hmm. almost feels like emergency pod um, for that one. I'm not making any right. promises, but I'm just saying it's what it feels like, guys. Don't get too excited out there. But all right, let's move to seven. So taking a look at seven. We talked a little bit about this one earlier. This one has Waverly Shell Rock as the top seed in there. Uh, you find your 12 and nine, which apparently is 500. Um, Pella Dutch in there as well. Uh, Williamsburg and Des Moines Hoover in this one seems <laughs> yeah. to keep an eye on. So what do we, what do we think, uh, Doug, what uh, what chances assuming uh, the Dutch are able to get by Knoxville do they have against the Gohawks in, uh, in round two there on Thursday?
3: I think this is another one of those substates where you have Waverly, you got Pella Williamsburg and Hoover could all be in the final four of the, the state tournament. I mean, they're all, I mean, really. <laughs> but when Newton beat Pella twice, those wins should be nothing. <laughs> hey, we're, the Dutch are rolling right now. <laughs> hey, oh, Newton, okay. hey, hey, Chris, when Newton plays Pella, it, it's their Super Bowl. Let's, let's, let's get
2: that, let's get that straight. Yeah, when well, you guys down in Pella say everyone that beats you, it's their Super Bowl. And that's the only reason. That's no, you're about right. You're like an SEC team that that that's just they don't play hard against every how could they?
3: Right, right. Anyway, so I'll take Pella out of this bracket, sub state seven. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Actually, I think I will if Pella beats Knoxville tomorrow, which they should, and Waverly will win. I think I'm gonna try to get up to that game on Thursday. I've never been up to that gym, and uh, that, that will be an interesting matchup. Um, the thing with Pella. They, have, they do have a tough time scoring. Um, I will admit that. But they, they play some tough D. They got some athletes. So, And I don't really know what Waverly has. Um, but it'll be interesting. Just, I think getting out of this area will be good for them um, to play somebody that hasn't played them before. So in the bottom of the bracket, I think, I think we got to go probably Hoover. I don't, I don't know um, if they can. They'll beat Grinnell. Williamsburg's there, too. Williamsburg just beat... Who they just beat? Xavier? No, they beat Marion. Marion. They beat Marion. Yeah, so yeah. they obviously have a squad too, but um so whoever gets out of that, you're gonna face a tough hella Dutch
1: team. And I'll go with the Dutch to escape and shock the world. Yeah, you're shocking, shocking us on the pod right now, too, picking the Dutch going, <laughs> going
2: through on but, that. But one. Newton doesn't deserve any of their wins.
3: No, I did not say that. They deserve every win they got. That's how I heard it. But I'm just saying they who they the, their toughest
2: win was Nevada. Is a team that's going to be in the final four against them potentially, and they beat them twice. They, you're right. You're right. The Dutch will be those
3: two
1: wins will carry
3: them.
2: Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, the,
1: again, the Dutch hey. are cur- currently at twelve and nine, uh, getting three more wins. So there'll be three games over 500 going into the state tournament. Like <laughs> remember
3: what Central DeWitt? I like it on, when you,
2: we all jump on Doug.
3: You <laughs> remember what central
2: DeWitt did last year, right? They were right.
3: 500, 11 and 10 or whatever. And they played the state championship game. So
1: it can happen. Can, it can happen. Uh, uh, Tony, what can you tell us about this Williamsburg team and that potential matchup with Hoover?
4: Uh, Williamsburg's probably been the most consistent team in the Wamac over the last few years. Um, they've got a a bunch of kids who have been on I think they've only lost once in, in conference play the last couple of years and the Wamac's no slouch of a league. Um really good athlete in Derek Wieskoff, who's headed to Iowa to play football. Um, he's gonna be a tough matchup for Hoover in that in that second round game. Um it's it's just kind of a weird substate overall hoover's probably the most potent team if they're playing at their best um has got a ton of shooting williamsburg is probably the most consistent of the bunch so it's just it's if hoover's playing at their best they're the team to beat um but but getting them to to play consistently has been a struggle over the last couple of years
1: and so who do you have coming out did you say you didn't i, I don't
4: know I've got Hoover beating um beating Shellrock in the in the championship game here, but this is probably the one in three A that I feel the least confident about.
2: Yeah, I feel kind of like I'm Lee Corso nowadays, because I'm like good pick, Tony. I agree. <laughs> Hoover. Hoover. I'm gonna start putting headgear on. Um one thing I do think though Not should so be bad. noted Chase Anderson. Chase Henderson, um, the son of Courtney Henderson at Hoover, is finishing out a really stellar career. He's been a four-year varsity player. Going to Montana, is that right, Tony? Yep. Yep, Montana. Um, Averages over 20 points a game, and just he's a really good guard that I don't think we've talked too much about this year. I think he's probably the difference, um, and I think father and son get it done in this sub-state. I agree. Hoover's been a little inconsistent. Um, I think they put it all together and I think they could make a real run. Um, even, even, uh, past the, the sub state and into the state tournament. Yeah. That was a team too, that when the announcement came
1: out, obviously, but then bumping down that everybody was, uh, really high on it and or really afraid of, um, until each one of your guys's point maybe have not lived up to the billing yet. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do here this postseason and see uh, what kind of shakeup they're able to present in 3A. And so with that, let's move to 8. Um, D- Doug, I'm going to stay with you because this is your Jays. Uh, we we cakewalk, turbo clocking our way through 3A, 8 to uh, get that ticket punch to the state tournament.
3: This is probably the weakest sub-state, I would guess. Um, and I think you guys would probably agree with that. Um, they did Bondurant some favors, which they're twenty and oh They should have Um gave him a nice bracket. But I will, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say Turbo Clock the first one, Turbo Clock the second one, <laughs> and they will beat Harlan by twenty plus in the um to go to
2: state. I have no arguments with Doug here. Ooh, no, okay. I, I think Bondurant, but I also agree with Doug. That's how it should look in a term. This is that's a fair part of the tournament. Bondurant uh, is twenty and oh, They're they're the one team. Um, that has played a really tough schedule and um, come out of it flawless. They deserved a, a, a easier easier route. Now, they still got to go play, right, and then take care of their own business. But I think it was a, a, a good draw for them. And the, I don't think they'll have much of a challenge. We, uh, we
1: could use Tom on this one, but, uh, Tony, you got anything on Harlan or Glenwood uh, coming out of possibly the bottom of that?
4: Harlan's got a couple – Nice scorers, but I, I don't think they have the firepower to to keep up with Bondurant in the sub-state final. Not much yeah. intrigue in this one.
1: I hear you there. So eight would be the Blue Jays coming out of that one. And so that wraps up 3A. Before we move to 4A, though, we got to do our weekly segment. Um, Now that we kind of know where everything shakes out. We have a little bit of an idea. Doug, who's your 3A pick of the week to be the state champion and cut down the nets in this 3A chaos, that is? Well, they wear see green, noon, Doug. They, they wear green. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I don't I, I don't know how you can go against Bondurant. They, like I said, I watched them again on Tuesday. I wanted to see them for the second time. They just, like I said, they, they play unselfish. They don't care who scores, so
1: Let's roll Jays. Sticking with the Blue Jays for now. Uh, Check back after Thursday for sure once this field gets uh, shaken up a little bit. Find out if he's still on the bandwagon or not. So good. That's Doug's 3A pick of the week uh, brought to you by what's your favorite pellet business? George's
3: George's Pizza. (laughs) There
1: we go. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Um, Let's move to 4A then. This, this will get uh, fun and exciting here as we break down some of this. Some of the changes that have happened with the class adjustments start right away in 4A substate one and uh, that's the one that has Norwalk presenting as the number one seed. What do you think, Larson? Oh, I'm gonna start with you on this one. Uh, this is a tough. this is we've this one has had a little conversation already throughout our group text. Um, as you have Johnston and Sioux City East uh, also looming in yeah. this sub-state. And so so what do you think um, from this sub-state and what are the Warriors going to have to do to make sure they come out on the right end
2: of it? No different than what we were talking about in 3A. Norwalk, like, they've won 14 in a row, and if they would have had any blunders whatsoever, they would not be at number one seat, right? Whereas a lot of other teams could have a little little tarnish. You know, Ankeny Centennial still one of the top seats. And they've had six losses, so I think that's only fair to point out. Like they've had to be perfect down the stretch, and they've done a good job with it. I think they're going to end up matching up with Sioux City East personally, and that we've been bantering that around. Sioux City East is a hungry team. They 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 they, they keep me up at night right now. And again, I Johnston may will go up to Sioux City. I think Johnston's a good team in you know, New York. I think we'll get by the first round, and then they're they're gonna play one of those two teams. I think Sioux City East is gonna get the win, and then they really worry me. I'm gonna stick with my Warriors because how can't I? But I just wanna I wanna say I, Sioux City East really scares me because there's nothing more than a than a disrespected dog, right? There's nothing worse, I should say, than a disrespected dog.
1: Yeah, that, uh, that'll that be interesting to see. It'd be, again, Tommy, we're missing you to get a little bit of insight. He's talked quite a bit about Sioux City East is going through, but Johnston, Bob, uh, beating Centennial this week. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a team that, you know, in our text it, is offensively has struggled at times. It feels like they've kind of been up and down a little bit, but... It, to a team that uh, is starting to find, I think, their groove a little bit more and able to execute a little bit more in the half court, not just in transition. And so uh, probably the most athletic team um, coming out or will be pretty close. So it'll be anxious. But then they also, you know, got to win win an extra game uh, versus Norwalk and Sioux City East. And so with that lead in, Tony, who do you got? What do you like uh, in this one? And who do you think ultimately comes out of
4: uh substate one in 4A? Yeah, so I'm I'm prepared to start getting some hate from the Sioux City area. I've got Johnston beating East here in the semifinals. As you mentioned, Brian, they're just – Johnston's really athletic, um, physical, defensive-minded team that I think is just going to kind of grind – east down and make them play at a slower tempo than what than what Raz wants them to play at. Um I've got Norwalk coming out of the top um and then beating Johnston in the in the substate final. Um Johnston can struggle to score at times and I think that that kind of catches up with them in the substate final but yeah, Norwalk to the 4A state tournament for I would assume the first time. First yep. That,
1: first that time. would be that's uh that's exciting. Uh Doug, are you on this train? Are you going going Norwalk? I mean, is this going against going against the, the blood that uh you got kind of tingling right now? Or what do you think? No, I
3: love the Warriors here. A little Hawkeye conference. Let's go. No, I, I I'm going Warriors.
1: Okay, Norwalk. Uh Norwalk coming out uh coming out on that one. Um, let's move to two. Taking a look at substate two. This is one with Ankney Centennial. Uh, top seed in this one cedar falls down below with uh Dowling catholic looming there and uh Iowa city west as well and so um with 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 west in there tony i want to start with you I'm, i want to kick back down to your way what do you think um the opportunity there for west and then ultimately coming who's coming out of this sub state
4: West, obviously kind of a dangerous team. Uh, they they were without Kareem Earl for quite a while uh, this season and suffered a lot of their losses with him out of the lineup. Um, have played better since he came back about a month ago now. Uh, Jack McCaffrey's obviously super talented and can can take over a game at any point in time. Um, but the the Trojans have just been kind of inconsistent and up and down in in their effort on the defensive end, especially um, throughout the course of the year. Um, Cedar Falls probably has the has the best player in the in the sub state and Dallas Bear, um, and the the Tigers are just accustomed to winning. Um, but I actually have Centennial um, holding serve and coming out of this sub state um, beating Cedar Falls in the sub state final. Um, I think it's I think it's the year of the CIML, and yeah. I think the the major difference between the two leagues is on display there in the sub state final
1: that's interesting because not knowing a ton about cedar falls um that was something that i was interested to hear what your take would be with them coming from coming from over there but uh because yeah i mean centennial a a talented team as well but um you know maybe maybe have some weaknesses that could get exposed but uh their athleticism has an opportunity to take over then they could find themselves on their way to state larson anything to add or go against the grain yeah. with on this one or do you see centennial coming centennial. out
2: i like centennial in that one too yeah. I, I agree with tony the the ciml is just really good this year i mean especially top the top five teams i think are, are really good and then not saying that the next group isn't capable but i mean the top five are really good i think this year
1: doug you want to try to ruffle any feathers or are you just going going centennial
3: I think I'll go Centennial, but you know, one thing I, Fort Dodge is in this. Fort Dodge is one in 19. Fort Dodge used to be really back in my day. They used to be really, really good. And I don't know what's going on there, but I'd love to see Fort Dodge, the Dodgers somehow get that program back to respectable. So it's just, I know it's tough who they play, but man, you would think
1: Fort Dodge could produce a team. Yeah. They've been struggling for a while. I mean, they had, they had some good teams uh, even back when I was playing um, relative to where they're at. Uh, They had some really good players that came, came through there, but yeah, they just aren't able, they just aren't able between them and, you know, Mason City are the kind of the two outliers in as far as regionally where they're located and being able to put a product out there that can compete with some of these you know Des Moines or um, Cedar Rapids Iowa City Schools and so I I don't know it'd be it would be a lot of fun you know because the girls have done it I mean Mason City uh, put together some girls teams as well and it'd be fun to see the Dodgers uh, back in relevance that's for sure all right let's move to substate three then um Tony, I'm gonna go your way with this because this is over on the eastern side of the state. Dubuque senior, which I feel like has come up on the pod uh quite a bit this year for whatever reason. Um, and then Bettendorf down there as the two seed. What do you what do you see shaking out with uh with this one?
4: I don't think senior should have too many issues uh coming out of this substate. Um, there's the gap that I think exists between the CIML and the MVC is similar to the gap that I think exists between the MVC and the MAC and senior got a bunch of MAC schools here um dominant defensive team they're only allowing like 43 points a game um really deep and athletic and Wendell Imers is is probably one of the best defensive coaches in the state and so um we've got them matching up with Bentendorf in the substate final uh, Bettendorf already or obviously has a, a star player in Caden Wilkins who's our top ranked junior in the state but but I think Senior comes up with a game plan to kind of lim- limit him and win a, win a low-scoring slugfest en route to the state tournament.
1: Anything to add on this? Guys, do we you know anything about
2: these eastern side of the school state? Larson, you got anything that's uh, – No, I, I mean, I, I think we've been following it, but I just I think Senior is the team to beat. I mean, I think all year, they, they 4A has been a lot different than 3A in that I feel like we have a pretty good idea of the pecking order. You know, there there is some some normalcy there. And um, see this is seniors bracket. I'm glad they split up who they split up, and I, I think they're gonna they're gonna cruise. Doug, you got senior coming out of that one? I got the same thing. Good. All right, let's is move. There, to, uh, I will say going back to three A though, the one thing I think Tony really touched upon it, and it's proving true here as we talk about the four A teams just saying you play in a 4A conference this year does not mean that you should be given special favors because yeah there's a couple really good teams but then there's a lot of pretty average 4A teams too so if you ended up around 500 there I don't think you you get any special favors so Pella played all
3: 4A teams and ended up around 500 so what's the problem Right. They, they're,
2: dude, they're, You just picked them to go to the state semifinals. There's no problem. <laughs> I, I've all said right. all along they're dangerous team. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love it. I love no, it. It's not,
3: it's not how good you are. It's how good you play.
1: Yeah,
2: amen. Amen.
1: Uh, okay, looking at four then as we talk about this. Anybody, can North Scott give Kennedy a, a run at this one? Um, Burlington sits in there too. They would have to be... Clinton to face North Scott, Tony, what do you think? I mean, we've talked about Kennedy quite a bit. They are, they're looking and playing really well. And so anybody going to give them any fits in this one?
4: No resistance for the Cougars here. Okay.
1: no. Nope. I'll leave it at that. That's where I, that's where I was at. I just uh, wanted your, your
2: confirmation on it. So I like that. Hey. So for, yeah, go ahead. Larson. I got a fun game for us to play. This is going to be challenging Doug. Who has the bigger margin of victory in their sub-state, Bondurant or Cedar Rapids Kennedy? Hey, we, we, oh. Oh. oh! Biggest no. margin of victory? So as you add up their, their – their, 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 let's do average because you, the, Kennedy's Kennedy, only going to play two games and Bondurant's playing three. So let's do average. So, so the we'll add up of- all their point differentials, divided by three for Bondurant, but divided by two, who's higher? Well, Kennedy's is going to be much higher. Bondurant
3: has hasn't really blown anybody out
2: all year, all right. except for the last two or three
1: games. Going this is going
2: to be fun because it'll give us another thing to give Doug uh, grief about. Maybe. Or Maybe. not.
1: Or not. Or he's or he's going to be uh, spot on with this. And
2: uh, Tony, do you agree with him there? I
4: I don't see anybody sticking within about twenty five of Kennedy here, so. I, okay. I would probably right. take Kennedy on that bet,
3: and I I think right. the way Bondurant plays, they 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 slow it down. They're not a push it up the floor team. Um, okay. They can, but they they walk it up the court, which drives me crazy. But well, you said get- turbo clock, turbo clock, turbo, clock. turbo <laughs> clock. Look who they're 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 playing, Carlisle. Carlisle hasn't won a game. <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> and then they're going to play playoffs.
3: Playoff. Then they're going to play Clark. playoffs.
2: <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Brian. We've been, uh, been problem. It's dress. my birthday. I get yeah. to have a little fun on yeah. this tonight. Have, have you
3: been school? drinking? Have you been drinking tonight?
2: No alcohol today. No.
1: How did the how did the drinking game go the other night, Doug, with uh the fall down game? Uh, so I, I, had a good,
3: I could I would have had a good buzz going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he only played awesome. half
3: the game, so I love uh, that kid. It's honestly I do love that kid, but He's always on the ground.
1: That's fun. That's good. Um, all right, let's move to uh, substate five, class four A. Valley's the top seed in this one. Waterloo West is down there. Um, Waterloo East is in here. City High, City, <laughs> <Rev's Washington>, City <laughs> Rev is Washington. City Rev Jeff. And so this one, this one feels like it. Uh, you know, as well as the Tigers have been playing um obviously there's to lose but this one could have some some fun games in there as well uh larson what do you think You seeing
2: anything in here valley, I know, I got some valley, valley with an exclamation point probably a little closer for them against waterloo west but i think valley wins convincingly
1: tony disagree with anything there
4: i think i think valley is clearly the team to beat here um the only concern I would have with them is five sophomores comprising their top six players. Um, does that youth end up hurting them at some point? Um, but clearly, clearly the most talented team here, um, I've got them beating Waterloo West in the, in the sub-state final. Um, the, the Washington Waterloo West semifinal would be a lot of fun if, if that game does materialize though. Wash is starting to play really good basketball here down the stretch. So, athletic team that could potentially give Valley some problems if they're able to get by Waterloo West, but it, it seems like it's pretty much Valley's substate here.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one, that uh, the, the way Valley's been playing, that would that would bode well for the Tigers to make it through that one. And so let's move to six. This one uh, gets, a, gets a little interesting, feels like it definitely leans favorable towards the top C, which is Indianola in this one. Larson what do you see what do you see here for Indianola an
2: opportunity to make it to state you know um obviously rooting for Indianola and Coach Ebling um this one's a little trickier I think I'm going to just go out on a limb and I'm trying to look this up right now as I'm talking I want to see what Ames and yeah Ankeny beat Ames when they played by 14 so I actually have Ankeny playing Indianola in the sub-state of this. And I'm not – I think Ames could very well be there as well. But just that's kind of the tricky game. I think Ankeny wins that. Indianola has kind of turned a corner. I thought they played good basketball last week. Um, Kind of getting used to having Kingery back. I think, uh, you know, kind of an interesting, too, Brandon Dre uh, would be going back to play his old team um, to go to the state tournament. I think I think Indianola gets it done. Yeah. I think too, you noted the Ankeny a team to watch coming out of the bottom of
1: that, that could get hot and make a run and, and make yep. things difficult. Definitely not a team that you want to match up with, but, uh, Tony, what about you? Do you see, what do you see with this one and, and Indianola having, um, any troubles with either of those Eastern Iowa schools there in in their first matchup?
4: Yeah. Either, either Liberty or LinMark could give Indianola a game for a while there. Um, Liberty has an explosive uh, guard, Deshaun Fisher, who's a tough matchup for anybody. And then Linmar's got a, a really good sophomore forward, um, Davis Kern, who can do a little bit of everything. And at six foot eight, he could potentially be a little bit of a difficult matchup there for Indianola. Um, but I I do have the Indians coming out of here um, beating Ames in the sub-state final. I know Ankeny beat Ames, but that was, that was really early in the year. Um, Little Cyclones struggle to score at times has been kind of a theme with some of these schools, but make life really difficult um, on teams defensively. So I think that gets them by Ankeny, and then they just run out of firepower against Indianola in the in the final.
1: Linmar have a senior point guard, left-handed kid.
4: Yep, um, Jackson Severson, who he missed about the first half of the year and then has been playing really well since he came back. So he gives them a little bit of a boost there too.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a – he's a tough kid. He just – he's got a good frame on him, and so he's got the ability to kind of absorb contact and um, score around the rim. And I, I've i only seen him play in one game, but I was pretty impressed with what he was able to do. And so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see in that first-round game. You know, I know both those two teams sitting at 8 and, eight and 13, whoever comes out. Uh, to your point, well, it, it, you know, I'll have to come ready to go to have an opportunity to, you know, make it through this one. And so that'll be that'd be a lot of fun to, to to take a look. All right. Let's move to seven, then seven, and seven and eight. This will be interesting to see uh, what you guys think. So in seven, Joaquin Northwest is the favorite in this one. Larson, you see
2: anybody? nope any resistance i i will tell you i really like what marshalltown has done this year i think um, they're doing a really good job uh, but not not nearly enough for Waukee for northwest who's really offensively been a juggernaut here of late i actually have southeast polk coming out of the bottom half of the the bracket and playing northwest but um i think you know there's always i always get a kick out of it that old adage of it's always hard to be a, a team three times Actually, I'd much rather be two and zero against a team going into that third game than zero and two. I've said that forever. It's hard to win the third game regardless. Um, so, but it's way harder when the other team's better than you. And um, obviously, Southeast Polk is a, a good team, but Northwest just too much firepower. Yeah, I
1: I actually noted the same thing too. I think that Southeast Polk probably strings together a couple and and finds themselves one and two and. Uh, facing that matchup with Northwest. And, Tony, you see anything different shaking out in this one?
4: I, I've got Roosevelt beating Southeast Polk in the semifinals. Um, they are athletic and just pound the offensive glass. Um, and I think their size will give Southeast Polk a little bit of problems there. Obviously, wouldn't be surprised at all if the Rams do come out of there having played a significantly tougher um, strength of the schedule. But, yeah, nobody's, nobody's going to touch Northwest in this sub-state.
2: Yeah, that's a. That's I will a hard tell thing. you, if Southeast Pole can get there, it'll make for a fun coaching matchup Two uh Southwest Iowa guys uh, and really old old friends uh, in Brett Watson and Alan Jenkins, and really two of the better coaches that we have in our state right now. So it'd be a great coaching matchup and and two fine teams. I just think Northwest is elite. Yeah, they have. Uh... They have
1: bigger pictures in mind, I think, as far as what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. And so, Doug, I assume you're not going against the grain and picking anybody but Northwest coming out of this one. Northwest rolls. Northwest rolls. So, good. Let's move to eight then as we take a look at substate eight. This one has the other walkie, in there as a top seed. Council <laughs> Plus Lincoln is the two seed. The now... Confirmed above 500. Dallas Center Grimes team is in there. Um, Urbendale <laughs> East and Des Moines North. And so what do we think? Anybody, Larson, do you see anybody creating a problem for uh, Omaha Blue not making his way to the state
2: tournament in the senior campaign? I think uh, the second round matchup with Lincoln and, and Dallas or Grimes will be a really fun one. I think Abe Lincoln will come out of that from what just trying to match up scores. But uh, Waukee just too good. Uh, I'm sure they the Waukee people are going to appreciate that. You just called them the other Waukee. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm guessing they'll, they'll really uh, appreciate that. Hey, we could be on a steamroller. You know, I know. I don't know. There's some really good teams at the top of 4A. I really would love to see the tiebreaker between Waukee and Northwest. I don't care if it's in the finals. I just want to see it at some point along the road in this tournament, uh, and I think they are destined to do it.
1: Yeah, I think this one will be will be a lot of fun. Tony, you got any anything different happening down in this one?
4: No, I I think Waukee's closest game here is actually the semifinal against Urbandale. Um, I, yeah. Urbandale's played them tough twice, um, lost by 12 and by seven. So uh, I'm sure they would like to get another shot at the Warriors there. Um, but if, if Waukee gets right there, I don't think anybody at the bottom of the bracket has the athleticism to, to contain Omaha.
1: To hang with them. So good, Doug, you going, going against, going against the Warriors in this one? I'm going with the other team
3: uh going, from Waukee, walkie, walkie. Going,
1: with, <laughs> going with the other just to just to clarify because we already had mentioned one it was the order of the substates guys just just take it take it easy out there guys it's all right <laughs> um, and so there you go so there you have it going through all eight of the 4a substates and seeing where everything shakes out um, 4A kicks off on, on Monday, so the 20th, and then their second round will be the 24th with the sub-state finals coming on Tuesday the 28th. Um, as long as I have it in front of me, I will also mention, so 3A you're looking Monday uh, as well in their first round. Then they go Thursday the 23rd for their second round action. As we've talked about, that seems like a big day, and a lot of those matchups is going to be on Thursday. And then sub-state finals Monday, February 27th so coming at you quick, a lot of games, a lot of really good basketball, a lot of fun basketball to look forward to. Um, We we hope we're right in a lot and we hope we're wrong in a lot as well, because that means that games are fun, they're competitive um, and uh, make things interesting. And once we get down to state where we've said several times anything can happen. And so best of luck to those teams and those programs as they move into postseason play and uh, give their themselves an opportunity to learn, grow, get better, and ultimately cut down the nets. So, but before we get out of here, we have to we have to go back on his birthday, Uncle Larson. We got to do a little story time, kind of get these people um, as they're winding down on their Tuesday, listening to this i um, wrapping up our excitement and some discussion that we had throughout the pod. We need to, uh, we need to hear what's uh, been going on with uncle Larson's mind and what, uh, what you want to bring up for story time here to end the pod
2: tonight. I got a really good one. So to put you to sleep, but first Tom's not here. And I have a couple great great outs. I know Adam will like this. Um, and you know, Adam, you can even jump in if you'd like to um, your coach. Coach uh, Jacobson just moved into second place all-time in the Missouri Valley Conference wins with a win on Saturday. He's, what, six wins away from becoming the all-time Missouri Valley uh, coach leading in wins. And then uh, he's one of my favorite people as well as uh, Bowen Bourne, one of my favorite people. He just passed uh, the 1,000-point threshold, and so uh, a couple good milestones. Adam, I don't know if you had anything else to add to that, but... I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, with I Amina mean, Bowen, you know, scoring scoring that many points in in you know just a couple of years is incredible. Uh, he's been playing great this year. Um, you know, even with uh, all you know everybody that they play, obviously keying on him as the main scorer. Yeah. Um, and with Coach Jacobson, yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said a better coach. Um, and just just a great coach, great individual, um, and you know, really. Um, has morphed his coaching style into, you know, the way college basketball is played right now. Um, so, yeah, awesome for both those two. Um, and the Panthers got a good win this weekend, as we talked about off air, um, to move them um, off of a winning streak and, or excuse me, off of a losing streak, and hopefully onto a winning streak before St. Louis here. So, so great call out there, Coach.
2: Well, and really, what else is cool? And Adam is a testament to it. How many Iowa kids? You know, I just think he's, as a basketball coach in Iowa for all these years that he's been coach, uh, it's always easy to root for him because he gets so many of you guys, you know, you were once one of those guys, so many of the great Iowa basketball players and they they really go out and kind of make our state proud in, in, in a good mid-major basketball. So a lot of those wins have a lot of Norwalk, excuse me, not Norwalk, but um, Iowa high school basketball players with it. Um, the one thing I want to talk about, The shot clock, as we get, I was telling you, get out and support your, your communities. But one thing, Doug, with the shot clock, that does not become an excuse not to play good basketball and value every possession. I'm starting to see it down the stretch just a little bit, and I don't like it. I'm hoping tournament tightens things up. You don't want to just say, oh, we got to get a, we got to get a shot before the shot clock goes off. You got to run good offense. And lately, I've seen some slippage in terms of a lot of teams. It'll be a couple passes and a shot, couple passes and a shot, and just kind of going through the motions. And the teams that I'm seeing put together long win streaks and really separating themselves are teams that value the possessions. I talked to you a little bit about how, what a good job I thought. The ADM-Norwalk game was so good at that. It got under 10 seconds a lot, but they were wearing down the defense by running good offense and then you can still get a great shot under ten seconds. Don't think the shot clock means one or two passes and a shot, especially down the stretch in the tournament. The teams that are going to win are the ones who, on obviously, you got to be defensive oriented, right? But the teams that are going to win are going to be those teams that can execute offensively, and that doesn't mean that this is not a pickup game, right? You, you, you've got to be able to execute, and you got to work the defense a little bit. That's good. I uh, I I fully
1: agree with you too. And and taking a look at uh, being able to, like you said, value the basketball, and it, even if that means, Doug, you might go against this, but getting the shot clock violation because you know you're really kind of working and dep- trying to work the clock and take care of the basketball, and you don't want a live ball turnover or a, a bad miss and a leak out. Um, you know, you get those. Are, everyone's kind of got different philosophies and the way they got to go about it, but things are different in the playoffs, in the postseason. And so yeah. you got to kind of take the, those five seconds, those 10 seconds, those eight seconds to make a huge difference. And so you just got to kind of play out the situations and and, and what's going to happen, Doug. I
3: agree. You do need to value the ball. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that, but why would you change the way you play in tournament play? I, I get it. You got to value the ball, but I watched the game the other night and Newton had three 35-second shot clock violations in the first quarter because they totally changed the way they played the game against Bondurant. I think it screwed them up, honestly. When I saw them play Pellet, they were jacking it up, making threes, running, running gun. And when they played the other night, they, it was a totally different game because they slowed it way down. And then when the shot clock got under five seconds, they didn't know what to do. So if if you're going to do that, know what you're doing and practice that. But I don't. I just don't know yeah. why. You would change. I don't know why you would change the way you
2: play. I'm not saying change anything. I'm saying make sure you look at your offensive efficiency and make sure you're not just letting it be dictated by the shot clock. So I've
3: seen too many teams do that in the tournament and not play the
2: way they've normally. We've never had games. a shot clock in the tournament.
3: No, but they slow it down and take one minute possessions the last couple of years, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Just play basketball the way you've played." all season long now you get it to tournament and you just grind it out but if you're a if you're a one pass and shoot team one pass and
2: shoot during the tournament if it's worked for you but just my if it hasn't worked my point is I've been on the flip side that I've watched a lot of teams that it hasn't been working for and so just make sure that you're thinking about that heading into uh heading into the tournament I agree if it's working for you Fine. But if you're looking for an issue, just make sure that that you're still thinking about that. Now, the other part of that, Doug, is maybe a little bit of that. And Pella does a good job with this, too, so I don't think this would be a good example. But defense has a lot to do. You know, I always said the shot clock is more about defense. And the teams that can play good defense for 35 seconds are probably going to end up being the state tournament teams and ultimately go down there and win the state state title. I would agree with that. Anyone one.
1: else? No, I, yeah, I, I think that that's a big part of it. I, Doug, I think to your point too, is there's a final, you definitely don't want to change the philosophy and try to be a team that you're not. Um, I think that, you know, sticking with what got you to the point where you're at, wherever it is, is, is important. Um, but I think that when, yeah, there's still an emphasis on what little things can we do to make a difference, you know. Because like, like you said, if you're if you're a running gun team and now all of a sudden you think in three practices you're going to be able to hold it to under five, it ain't going to work. And so I I do think that there's a, a balance between that, and it'll be interesting to see how that shot clock plays out and and what difference and, it makes and and how everything kind of shakes
2: out for your, everybody. Yeah, Larson. And let's not forget that's why we all love basketball is because. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast can mesmerize us in March by playing their carefree alley oop, shoot, run fast. And Princeton can do the same thing by grinding out and, and beating a team. Maybe they, two teams doing it completely opposite ways, but getting the job done, which somebody's going to figure that out and do it, you know, at a high school level and at a college level. And that's why we all love this time of year. Yep. uh, You can, whatever works best and whatever you're able to do, makes it
1: fun. That's why we said that. We hope that uh, it doesn't always work out exactly how we wanted it to, because someone came out and executed a game plan and uh, Mm -hmm. got an upset and made this a lot more fun for, for us to follow along. And so good. That's a, that's a great one to to end on and a great one for everybody to think about here as we move into postseason play. Uh, can't wait to follow along with this journey next week's pods gonna be a lot of fun because we're gonna we're gonna know a lot um, by next Sunday and a lot to break down and a lot to talk about and so we're really looking forward to it Good luck to all the teams and everyone that stuck stuck with us throughout this whole thing um, hopefully you enjoyed the picks and as always you just shoot,